I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only league that counts. Is this thing on? Been a while since I jumped on this microphone and I've got a deadline. I've got a deadline for my boss. He said, all right, I need your final mock draft in by the end of the week, way before the draft. You got to give people a time to review it, a time to marinate on it, listen to it, get some lessons, maybe juice them up for a big trade. Maybe someone's looking to cook in a big ass trade. Could be down the pike. I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of interesting rumors about some big time names that might be on the move. But you know what? We don't want to spoil any of the fun. Let's not take away from the night itself, draft night itself coming up on Saturday. I'm not even excited. Just like I went to Death Grips last night. I was like, I'm not even excited to see Death Grips. Why? You know, it's it's like the ice cream thing. You love ice cream when you have it, but you don't want it every night. Every fucking weekend, I've got something fun to do this entire summer. Yeah, it's been great, but it's also fucking exhausting. And you're never really looking forward to anything because you're like, oh, cool, another awesome thing to do. I was just doing something cool yesterday. So anyway, but this is an interesting year. Appreciate everyone accommodating me for my bachelor party, which is normally the weekend that we do this. And that is also, by design, the weekend in between the end of preseason and the first week of of, of the NFL regular season. So originally that was because of injuries and stuff. And, you know, even our best attempts to do that didn't work because I think Andrew Luck literally, literally retired the next day on Nate once, which was insane. But, you know, I, I think at this point... Outside of non-contact and weird shit that happens in training camp, there's not that many guys that go down outside of the first, right? This first week, this is where a lot of the premier rookies, the big-time starters, this is probably the only chance we'll get to see them, but that's what makes it interesting. Because before Friday, or during Thursday and Friday, there's a ton of games, we're going to have the chance to see all these guys play if they're starting. Stroud and Tank Dell. uh, Addison. And uh, Charbonnet versus Quentin Johnson, Darnell Washington, Bijan, Devon A. Chain, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Chase Brown, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Michael Wilson, Clayton Toon, all before Saturday morning. We're going to have a chance to see all those guys play a little preseason. And, and on Saturday, before the draft, we got the Titans early up in the day. So we got Levis Spears, and they're playing Chicago, so maybe some Roshan. Um, we got uh, Bills versus Colts. So you got Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs, Dalton Kincaid. And while the draft's going on, Panthers, little Bryce Young, little Mingo, uh, maybe some Izzy Abanacanda that we already saw him in the Hall of Fame game, Tank Bigsby, Deuce Vaughn. It goes on. The point is, is that someone, someone out of this group is going to explode. Someone's going to have an awesome awesome preseason game probably one of that Friday that Thursday Friday slate that's packed someone's gonna have an awesome game it's gonna shoot them way up the draft board because of it is it gonna be warranted I don't know last time someone jumped maybe a whole round based off like just literally preseason hype um outside of like the last one was Antonio Gibson did that work out no no 
But you never know. I mean, Pacheco was also a guy kind of like this, and that that certainly has paid dividends. Even though I don't think he's immensely talented, I just think they have a great offensive line, and if you're half capable, you'll be okay there. But it was a good pick. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be very interesting. Um, yeah, and after the draft, definitively not. Um, the the uh, we'll, we'll get Zay Jones and um, – or sorry, Zay Flowers and Stetson Bennett. That's kind of interesting with Lamar and such. Um to see, to see Zay Flowers, to see the Rams, maybe Stetson Bennett. And then the, the more interesting thing, the Chiefs and Saints are on Sunday. See how that backfield plays out. Because they just signed Kareem Hunt. So what's that do to Kendra Miller? What's that do to my mock draft? Well, I will tell you, I'm glad I, I extended my deadline to today because I made a huge change after the Kareem Hunt draft. And, and Kendra Miller, you will not like how far you've fallen down the board, my friend. But it ain't personal. It's just business. So let's get into it. The final 2023 mock draft of the year at 101. It's boring saying it, but it's just true. Nate's taking Bijan Robinson. He has to. He's got. He's right back up at four. He's got a chance at another quarterback. Always think what. What would the guy behind me hate if I did? The the or, or sorry would love if I did. Dave would love if you took a quarterback, because he's taking Bijan, no questions asked. So he's going to take Bijan Robinson. He's got, I don't know, maybe the number one dynasty running back off rip. So even if it's not a great year for Nate, even if he can't put together a competitive roster, he just saw what he got for, for dusty-ass Saquon from some idiot me. What could he get for Bijan if by the end of the year he decides, you know, he he needs to blow it up? I mean, it's just a thought, and I think Bijan alone is enough in a league like this to keep you competitive, even if you don't have all the other pieces ready to go. All right, Dave at two. Dave's in quite a predicament. You know, I was looking into this. Can can Dave trade out? You know, we've never really had someone trade into the top three of a draft, except for the year that Dave did it to get Josh Dake Jacobs, interestingly enough. Um, but at this point, if anybody's trading up, it's for a quarterback. And I've looked. We've actually never had that happen. We've never had someone trade up into the top three, and take a quarterback. So I just don't see it happening. Uh, there was one other time, the other closest kind of trade-up that was top three territory was uh, Billy and Devin flipping spots. So Billy could get Dobbins and Devin could get um, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think picks three and four. So that was technically a flip, but that was more of a, I mean, Devin didn't get much. It was kind of a handshake deal. Hey, don't take Dobbins, right? It didn't really even need to be done, so I'm not counting that. So Dave's going to be stuck on the clock here. He's a Lions cocksucker. He's going to take Jameer Gibbs. It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. He's a Bama hater. He's a Georgia Tech hater, but he's a Gibbs lover. So he'll be taking him at number two overall. All right, Matt's up on the board. Easy money. He'll take Anthony Richardson, highest upside quarterback. There's some positives out. It's exactly what you would expect at camp. Everyone's impressed, and then everyone's like, what the fuck is that? What is he doing? What's he looking at? And it's going to be like that a lot. We'll tell you right now, you can get plus odds on the Texans to be to finish last in the AFC South on DraftKings. I think that's – sorry, not the Texans, the Colts. I think that's highly possible. I think the Texans with D'Amico Ryans and a decent defense and, and Stroud and Damian Pierce can, like, be competent and get five to six wins. I think, like – there's a they have a higher like obviously the Colts have a higher ceiling but I think they have a lower floor than the Texans do so I'm taking that all day so it's gonna be an up and down year but if he can get the rushing game going at the end of the year he could be a reliable starter for Matt who is right now rocking with decrepit mummy out of the crypt ass Jimmy G and young Josh Allen okay 
Nate's backup at four. He's going to take C.J. Stroud, Ohio State darling. Um, yeah, I just don't think Stroud has enough around him. I think it sucks that they lost their uh, first-round pick next year, so they can't get. there's no chance they can get him back with Marvin Harrison Jr. But this team's going to have to find a way to make playmakers. I'll tell you right now, I, this is another hot take I have. If the Bengals cannot work out a deal with T. Higgins, and he wants to play there because he cares about winning. He was a Bengals fan growing up. But if they can't work out a deal with him, he might get the biggest wide receiver contract of all time, and it's going to come from the Texans. They're going to have so much cap and nothing to do with it. The Bears might offer a lot too. Um, it's possible, but you know the Bears haven't. I mean, you, you could call. I mean, they, well, I think they'll have Claypool walking at that point. But you do have DJ Moore. You're paying a lot of money too. He's going to need an extension, right? I think that could happen. T. Higgins to the Texans um, with the biggest wide receiver contract in history, and then shortly after Jefferson and Chase will will surpass it by miles. Anyway, that was a tangent. So Nate will take Stroud. Good start to the draft for him. Matt's up at five. He's absolutely screwed. You can take Bryce Young, but are you really? Did you really trade all that? Did you really trade Justin Herbert to you know? Now you're go, now you're drafting. You're you're getting your team's fourth quarterback. Who who are you going to start week to week? You need a flex player. So Bryce Young is not the move. Is anybody trading up for Bryce Young? Maybe if you had someone. I mean, you have Devin is three of the next five picks. He's not super incentivized to deal. Like, he's getting a crop of guys that he likes and regardless. He's not really super incentivized or motivated to come up for Bryce Young. And he's decent at the quarterback spot, right? Nate, could you convince Nate? I kind of like that, that Nate just says, hey, I got I to gotta get up there and I got to get a quarterback as bad as possible. Um, you know, oh, shit, I almost want to change the draft right now and say that that happens. Um you know what? Oh, fuck it. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? No. All right. We're doing we're doing another oddball. We're sticking with the script, even though I do like that as a possibility. I think that's the only likely outcome. Uh, I could see Billy going up because this is also this is a great JSN spot. It's where it's where JSN should probably go, either here or the next pick. Um, but I just I'm gonna do some goofball shit. I like the idea. I don't. I could see Billy trading up for JSN because it's a get your guy moment. But is Billy really going to be in the business of giving up capital? Uh, you know, he's got his own pick. He's got his own picks next year, but he's not flooded with picks, right? Does he want to give something up for a receiver when he's got good receivers? You know, probably not. And is he and is he that in love or, or convinced on Bryce Young? I don't see it. So Nate's probably the only trade partner that makes sense. If I did a if I did an alternate version of this draft, that's where I would go. But at pick five, Matt's sticking on the board and he's taking Zach Charbonnet. Running back for the Seahawks. Yes, shoulder injury. I think you can run the ball even if your shoulder's kind of slightly hurting. You know, it might might affect you a little, but shoulders heal quickly. It's a bone. On the other hand, a groin, a ligament, is is a lot worse. Kenneth Walker's got a ligament shit thing going on. Um, you know, this is Matt's. Matt's up at 13 again. Is there going to be a running back of Charbonnet's caliber at 13? No, right? You know, JSN is is not going to be there at 13, but is there going to be a first-round receiver left? Yeah, probably. There'll probably still be a first-round receiver left. And if you include Kincaid as a first-round receiver, there definitely is going to be one. So I could see Matt saying, look, Charbonnet, it's a little of a surprising pick, but it makes sense. I think he's going to do it, and I'll have him locked in there. So now Devin's on the board. Kind of a kind of a dream scenario for Devin. I think this worked out very nicely. He's going to take Bryce Young here at pick six. 
no big deal. You know, he's got Fields, he's got Russ. There are some questions, right? He's got Ritter. You know, it's maybe all three guys in make or break years. Could he go from having three to having no quarterbacks in a year? You know, obviously they'll be starting, but their value could shift wildly. So I think he's going to get a little more insurance here with the first overall pick in the NFL draft coming off at pick six. This is a this is a kooky ass draft. I mean, we've never had a quarterback not go at pick one or pick two. And it's kind of weird. The evol- the evolution of the league went like quarterback, 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 um, and then quarterback. And last year went running back, quarterback, and this year running back, running back. So interesting that he can get young this late at pick six. At seven, he is going to take the big body boy that is playing with Justin Herbert, with the dusty ass Keenan Allen and Michael Mike Williams, who are making like a combined $70 million next year, which is crazy. Quinton Johnson, he's going to get every opportunity to replace those guys, to be the number one in this offense. He's attached to Herbert, who Devin is a pervert for. So it makes all the sense in the world. And I know that leads a crazy scenario that JSN fell to eight. But guess what? JSN fell to 20 in the real draft, right? Olave, Garrett Wilson went, um, what like I'll, Garrett Wilson and Olave, I think we're top 10. Or maybe Olave was 11, right? And, and the Saints like traded a first round pick just to jump up and get him. So JSN did not get the same treatment by the league. So I don't think it's crazy surprising. We've seen Chase Young, or, or, sorry, Jamar Chase go this late, right? Actually, maybe even later than pick eight. So Nate on the board will get JSN. So nice little Ohio State connection for him there. All right, Billy's up at nine. I'm taking Jordan Addison. Good, uh, good symmetry or whatever you want to call it. I don't know synchronicity with having Kirk Cousins. You can tie those two together. How often is he? Yeah, he's starting Kirk most weeks, so that's a pretty nice little stack, a little mini stack that he's got there. You know, the ceiling's maybe not quite as high as some of these other guys, but it's a safe, good pick, a solid flex starter, and the stack, I think, sells Billy, taking Addison at 9. All right, up at 10 is Devin. He's got a quarterback. He's got a receiver. You know this guy. He's a running back fiend. He's a running back whore. Surprised he didn't take two running backs and reach on them at 6 and 7, but he took the value there. So at 10, he will take Devon H. Chain, running back, for the Miami Dolphins, still a precarious situation. Dalvin Cook is still out there creeping. My personal take on it is that Dalvin Cook was using the Jets as a ploy because he's from South Florida. He probably wants to play for Miami. He was using a division rival as a ploy to say, hey, you know, we're only off a couple million dollars. Not only can you secure me for your team, but you can play keep away if you meet the gap, right? So I kind of still think he's coming, and he might he might be coming for, for that job. But Devon A-Chain's got some upside, so I will have Devin taking him there. All right, at pick 11, the first non-rookie of the draft. So Nate, you know, had an opportunity to maybe jump up to five and get Bryce Young. He's going to stick here and say, all right, I've got Stroud. Uh, you know, I've got Stafford. I've got um, Baker. So I've got guys that are potentially starting. I'm going to take another guy who I know is starting week one at least, and maybe can stick around. That's Sam Howe at pick 11. Yes, he is a free agent. So I'll have Nate taking him there to round out the quarterback room. And, uh, you know, strong first four picks for Nate. All right, at pick 12, I'm up on the board. I've had myself taking flowers here before. But, you know, if I look at my team, all right, last year I drafted Pickens. I drafted Christian Watson. I've got Godwin. I've got Lockett. I've got Ayuk. I've got um, T. Higgins. Like, I've got a lot of receivers. Zay Flowers is going to have to overcome a lot of barriers to entry to crack my lineup. 
And honestly, there's not a lot of guys here. I'll, I'll just say it. There's no one left that's going to crack my lineup because my lineup is stacked. So at this point, I've got nothing really to grab except guys that could be high risers. So I'm taking Will Levis, 12 overall. I think Levis could be good. I think he has, a, a, you know, he has all the physical capabilities that you want. Uh, I'd like to see him run a little more, take off a bit more, not take sacks as badly. He definitely needs some time. He probably needs a full year. But the situation with Ryan Tannehill, he's not on that team next year. So if Levis has anything, he should be getting a shot next year. And if not, you know, is it's a worthwhile gamble at pick 12. All right. Up at 13 is Matt. Matt is, you know, took the chance with Charbonnet to see, is there a good pass catcher here? He's still got flowers on the board, but he's going to go a different direction. He's going to take Dalton Kincaid at pick 13. And I'll tell you why I love this for two reasons. Number one. Stack with Josh Allen. That's apparent. That's obvious. Number two. Well, we always hear tight ends don't produce. Takes rookie tight ends a while to produce. Okay, the guy's got Travis Kelsey, right? This is different than taking Kyle Pitts at four or TJ Hawkinson at six, right? This is pick 13. We're we're talking a completely different stratosphere here to pair with your quarterback who you have. And, oh, who's your tight end? Travis Kelsey. Perfect. That takes Kincaid two, three years to get moving. Isn't that the perfect amount of time? Isn't everyone always worried that Kelsey's going to fall off? Well, here you go. You got a successor ready to step right up. And if he really starts making sweet magic with Josh Allen like you think he might, he they could he, he could be flex-worthy while you're pay- playing Travis Kelsey still. So I love that at pick 13. I think that's a great pick for Matt. And I think Matt actually is coming away with a pretty damn strong draft. All right, Devin at 14 is going to take his guy, Roshan Johnson. I could have had him taking him at 10. I think I did that in the past. Um, and if anybody's been creeping in the spreadsheet, I know I left my mock draft in here, but just know I've changed it like six times. So I hope at least it's been entertaining to kind of hear some of the thought process behind this. But at 14, I'll have Devin taking Roshan. Like I said, I think he could be worried about leaving him on the board at 10 because he's got three notorious tricksters in between him and his next pick in Nate, myself, and Matt. Any one of us could could pull a little trickery and take Roshan from him. So if he's really his guy, he's going to have to consider him at 10, but he took the gamble. He let it fall to him, the value, and it's there. All right, at pick 15 is Bob. Bob's in a tricky spot here. Bob's got a lot of receiving talent. He's got quarterback talent. He probably needs a tight end. Is it a little too early for the next tight end? Probably. Let's have him going tank Bigsby. And Bob needs running back really bad because one of his only good running backs is Travis Etienne. So are you getting a lot of upside with this pick? No. What's the likelihood that both of these guys are going to be people that you're starting each week? Pretty unlikely, right? You know, because they're going to cap each other in their potential. But it's a handcuff. I know ETM was healthy for most of his college career. I think he missed a couple games, I can recall. Um, you know, he missed his entire, you know, like a Liz Frank. That's kind of, I wouldn't say he's an injury-prone guy, but it's always a good thing to have a handcuff. And in Bob's position where ETN is your only good running back, really, like, well, I, I don't know who all he has, but he doesn't have much outside of that. If he goes down, you're really screwed. So having his handcuff is is invaluable if you have any any hopes of competing. All right, Bill at 16. Kind of can't believe it. Yes, he already took Addison. He'd probably like to get a running back here, but Zay Flowers just has fallen and fallen and fallen. So I will have Billy taking Zay Flowers at pick 16. Shifty, quick, exciting, electric first-round receiver, pick 16. It's right around where Rashad Bateman went in that prior year. 
can Zay Flowers reverse the trend of the Ravens being horrible at drafting receivers? We will have to see. All right, 17, Dave is up. Dave's got a lot of tight ends, and they all suck. His best is Dawson Knox, who's getting replaced. He's got Noah Fant. They're all garbage. So he will be taking the big fella out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, for the Raiders. Um, I think that's just a solid pick, uh, very much like a Jason Witten type Probably not the massive receiving ceiling, but just a guy you can feel okay about starting for the next 10 years. All right, Nate back up at 18. So Nate's had a good draft. He's gotten two quarterbacks. He's gotten a running back. He's gotten uh, a receiver. He's feeling pretty good about it. Well, if you look at his team, where's the next big hole? It's tight end. He's got Dalton Schultz. Oh, I forgot that he's pairing Dalton Schultz with CJ Stroud. That's kind of nice. But we want a little more upside, upside than that. Let's take Sam Laporta. Kind of surprised Dave, the Lions cocksucker, didn't take him. But, you know, it's it's you already have Gibbs. You're going to get Laporta to all that stuff. So he will take Sam Laporta, who is going to be their starting tight end out the gate. Uh, I still think it could take him a while to get going, but I think that's a pretty damn good pick at pick 18. All right, at 19, I'll, I'll do it. I'll fall on the bomb. I'll take Kendra Miller. Yes, he's fallen very far in this mock. I think the Jamal Williams signing, you know, it, hey, Free agency happens before the draft. You could have said, well, you know, they don't know what's going to happen with Kamara. They got to have somebody. Hey, the fact they drafted Kendra Miller is a good sign. But is it a good sign that he's still rehabbing this fucking injury from his college season? No, that's not very good. It seems like he hasn't gotten a lot of practice. I don't know if he's going to play in the preseason. We're not going to see it because he plays on Sunday. The Saints play on Sunday anyway, so we probably won't even know if he's healthy to play, which is interesting. And I just think signing Kareem Hunt has to tell you something, right? It has to tell you that, I mean, Kamara's only out three games. If they thought Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams was a suitable backfield for three games, I don't think they would sign Kareem Hunt. So whether that falls more on Jamal Williams' plate or who's you know actually playing or Kendra Miller who's like hurt, I, I would think it falls on Kendra Miller. So, but I'll take him anyway. It's pick nineteen. There's not really many guys here that are, that are really gonna gonna push me in another direction. But at twenty, I will take Luke Musgrave for the Packers, the starting tight end for them. He's a horrible blocker, which you know is not good for staying on the field. But it's okay because it should mean that he's catching a significant number of balls. You know, I know I already got Christian Watson, but I don't mind that. Uh, I'm kind of higher on the Packers than consensus. I don't see them finishing last in that division. I think it's a talented team. I think if Rodgers had given a shit and not been a fucking pussy-ass malcontent all offseason and actually tried to develop a rapport with, you know, the youngest receiving core in the league instead of whining about um, Devontae Adams getting traded, which, by the way, he wanted to get traded. He didn't want to play with you anymore because you're a fucking whiner and a, and a malcontent. But anyway... I think they actually would have been a decent team. So I, I'm i kind of higher on them than otherwise, so I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave. All right, Bob up at 21. I haven't taken Jonathan Mingo for the Panthers. Uh, it's a pretty good pick. We've had, you know, this is kind of probably the receiver run. The second-round receiver run is coming up here. I like that for Bob. I'll, I'll go through. These are not as interesting. I'm back up at 22. I'll take Marvin Mims. Uh, you know, sucks that what happened to Tim Patrick. Didn't sound like Sean Payton's got any loyalty to Sutton or Judy, although Judy's apparently having a really good camp, so we'll see how that goes. But I think Mims definitely has a path to be the wide receiver three from day one, potentially the wide receiver two if something happens with Sutton. Um, so I, I like that a lot. Nick, Nick Young, welcome up. Welcome to the big leagues. Welcome to having a pick. Um, so yeah, I think for Nick, he's not got a lot at running back. 
You know, he's got a kind of a fragile build right now. So, well, I'm taking Tajay Spears. I don't know how long his knee will last him in the league, but my he's got he's got some juice at least I guess I don't know how he has juice without an ACL but he does so I think that's a decent pick why do I have to keep saying that they're just mocks I don't need to say that it's a decent pick or it's a good pick it's a mock it's just a pick I just made it up god damn it it's a vocal tick and I'm not happy with it all right at pick 24 we'll have Bob taking Jaden Reed for the Packers 25 Matt little surprise he's gonna take Hennon Hooker quiet offs I don't think Hennon Hooker is probably not even practicing I mean he's probably still rehabbing his ACL injury. Um, and, you know, I like Goff. I don't know if Hooker's really going to get a chance to start with this team. By the time he does, he might be like 27, 28, but it's pick 25. Who cares? All right, pick 26. Devin's going to fall for it. Someone always falls for it. Someone always falls for a chief receiver. I hate Chiefs beat reporters. If I have to fucking hear from anyone about Justin Ross and his training camp again, and for the third fucking year in a row, and then he doesn't start, and then he doesn't, when, if he starts, he doesn't play. I, I, well, that doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. Devin's going to take Rasheed Rice. At pick 27, Nikki's up on the board. We'll have him taking Izzy Abanacanda. He's on pins and needles waiting to hear if Brees Hall's going to play. Is Dalvin Cook going to sign with them? What's going to happen? So Izzy Abanacanda, a little handcuff action there. I think that's probably about the best he can do. Billy's up next. Billy's got Mark Andrews, but screw it. Let's get a little hometown action here. How about Darnell Washington? That's a big man. Oh, man. Only eight catches in, in training camp so far. Guess how many were touchdowns? Four, because he's a big-ass dude, huge mismatch. He's blocking like crazy. He's blocking T.J. Watt, who I'm sure is not going too hard on him. But, yeah, just, just an A-plus draft pick by the Steelers and an A-plus draft pick by Billy. I will excuse, exclude, excuse that vocal tick this time. All right, uh, at pick... 29, Devin is going to get down with the syndrome, taking Josh Downs to pair with Anthony Richardson. I may have mentioned this before. I like Downs a lot at UNC. I hate this pairing with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is a deep ball merchant. I think his game is going to fit a lot better with Alec Pierce down the boundary than it will with Josh Downs, who wins over the middle in traffic where Anthony Richardson hates throwing and is bad at throwing. So I don't see it, but people love this guy. And it's pick 29, who cares? And with the last pick, it happens every time I do a third-round mock draft. It'll happen every time I talk about it because it's the lock of the fucking year. It's pick 30. Who cares at this point? Just get your guy, and Dave is taking the champion, the two-time college national football champion. Stetson Bennett, Los Angeles Rams. All right, that's your three-rounder. That's it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's going to be a crazy, crazy draft. I actually don't think it will be. I'm honestly looking at my top four, and I know that my top four of the draft is absolutely 100% correct. There won't be one surprise for those first four. I think it might be the fastest draft on record, not only because we're trying to start at like 3 p.m. At a, at a normal time, so maybe people won't be goofballed out of their mind by that point, and I just don't think I. it's not one of those drafts where it's I don't see a lot of movement in the draft. I don't see a lot of trading on draft day, etc. I think the picks are pretty obvious to everyone, and I think most people at this point have a good sense of what other teams need, what other kind of players people like. So I really won't be surprised by anything, but I just think it's going to be a pretty straightforward, not one of those crazy drafts where you go, whoa, I can't believe that happened. Nope. It's going to be pretty boring. I think it's going to be a bad time. I'm not looking forward to it, but I will see you then. Bye-bye.